You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Uh, we're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pull it apart today, uh, pal. Yeah. Fucking let's do this. Yes, man. Uh, anytime there's a uh, full Ask Mini episode, I'm excited. Uh, a little inside baseball. I am currently in Rhode Island for a convention. And uh, it's a dual. I got a book in Rhode Island. Let's visit you know, the family in Connecticut. So, uh Dual purpose. Yep. And then we're going to go watch the Barbie movie. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. You're going to go, you're going to go to Oppenheimer right after it. I'm going to do ask Bernard, what is the Oppenheimer Barbie thing <laughs> that I keep seeing on fucking social media? I love it, dude. Uh, so Oppenheimer is, um, so apparently it's just some like, you know, it's the typical absurdist bullshit on Twitter where it's like, you know, uh, uh, it happened during the dark night. So when The Dark Knight uh, was released in 2008, the second movie that came out with as much hype was Mamma Mia. So they started like they started calling it like I think it was The Dark Mama or The Dark Mia. And so now it's the same thing. It's like Barbie's coming out at one hand when it's like the super fun, you know, uh, easygoing movie. And then Oppenheimer, which is about the fucking atomic bomb. And it's like the the juxtaposition of them. So they're calling it like, you know, Barbieheimer and, you know, like it's just it's just goofy shit. But I am fully about going to see Barbie. And then going to see Oppenheimer right after that, just to just to, to do it. The, the, I guess one of my favorite memes was fucking uh, that Rhea Ripley that had you know her from a couple of years ago as Barbie, and then her now as Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, that's for to me that is the most brilliant fucking meme. I guess you know. Yeah, yeah, but I've been seeing them. What the fuck is this all about? Uh, I don't get it. But. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's uh, it's it's good shit, man. It's always always fun. But what else is good shit, sir? If I may, yeah, of course. A question for you. Yes, sir. Are you ready to ask me? Any? I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. This is a drizzling shit. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget, each and every week. Typically, in our shows, uh, we do a segment where we ask Meanie uh, all of your questions when you use the hashtag AskMeanie and you tweet us at our social media pages or comment 
Uh, but this week, like Meany said, we are doing a full Ask Meany for you this week. So uh, we have yes. a bunch of questions, and we're going to pull them apart right now. We're going to start with the Pod Squad. And also, don't forget, you can sign up for the Pod Squad today by going to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. And before I forget, though, Meany, it's seltzer time, brother. Did you bring your drink today? I fucked up. Ah, it's okay. I got a big one for us here. This is the uh, the generic cheap shit from Aldi. Uh, pink grapefruit. So I'm going to crack this sucker here in three. Hey, I'm oh, dude, it's fine. It's fine. Now, listen, I will drink for both of us here. It's fine. Three, two, one. Listen to that. Listen to that cheap shit sizzle right there. Pinky's up. Here, I'll, I'll fake it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I got <laughs> I got two. There you go. Double fist, and I like it, pal. I enjoy it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Watch. Watch. <laughs> That sounds dangerous as fuck, doesn't it? Like butt chugging. All right, all right. Here, solid, solid. Here, here I go. Yep, here he goes. Oh man, look at him! And if you can see this right now at mind of the meaning dot or patreon dot slash mind of the meaning, he's butt chugging. I'm gonna burp. Yeah, <laughs> here's the here's the burp after the butt chug. So here's uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shackle Ford, aka Andrew Bailey, wants to know: uh, ECW, the movie, has there ever yeah. been any rumblings of such a thing ever? Never, but holy shit, that would be—you'd have to do it like a, in a boogie nights kind of way. <laughs> like it could be done. Like if you do it like boogie nights meets Invincible, where it's like done in that era around Philly and. Stuff like that, and if it's done well, yeah, dude, that'd be you could do it, you know. Uh, just holy shit, yeah, that, it would have to be like a boogie nice top. But he's always, I always said, ECW was one part slap shot, one part major league, and uh, the crowd was the Rocky Horror Picture Show, so it was just like it was already a movie. It, 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 those movie ECR reminds me of those movies. So there's so many stories too, and uh, and you know people think they know like all the ECW stories. There's so many. There's there's a lot that haven't been said to to maybe protect people. But um, yeah, I, there's never been rumblings of it. But that would that would be good. You know, I'm kind. It's like. Uh, like Rob Zombie was supposed to do a movie on the Broad Street Bullies, mm. and it just turned into a turned into a, a clusterfuck, and never happened. But dude, if they, I wish they would do a fucking ECW movie. You know, the ECW was the Broad Street Bullies, the fucking wrestling. It was kind of cool, you know. Yeah, you know when uh, when uh, the Broad Street Bullies' favorite bar, Rexy's, fucking burnt down over in Jer There's a bar over in Jersey called Rexy's that the Flyers used to go to all the time. And uh, it burnt down, and the next day all the players wore black armbands to the fucking practice. And <laughs> I was like, "That's such an ECW thing." Like, yeah. I can see that happening. But you know, ECW the movie needs to happen. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you: Who would star in the movie? Adam from Downingtown wants to know who would be your top stars in the movie. Man, or who would you cast? Rather, I, I should say. Know. Yeah, I don't even really know current actors that well, but I don't know. I, I, I'd have to get back to on that mm. one. 
I yeah. I think uh, yeah. Well, the Machete wants to know now that we're on this topic, who would play Blue Meanie in the movie? I think uh, I think we kind of tackled this one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? Jonah Hill. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, the uh, the kid from uh, Superbad. I could see that. He's done more things since then, but you know, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, huh? But like a Jonah Hill, I think he'd be pretty good. Yeah, for sure. You know. Uh, let's see. I got another question from the Pod Squad here. Nate Smythe wants to know, Meanie, I know you guys have been talking a lot recently about the UFOs, but what other conspiracy theories do you believe? Oh wow. Uh there's a lot of them, but uh, I don't think fucking Oswald acted alone. Um, just for the fact that, like, you know, you, you talk about that rifle and everything like that. He might have been there. He might have got a, a shot. Off. I don't know, but and we'll never know because they won't release fucking anything about it. But I don't think he acted alone. Um. Uh, you know, I, th- I kind of think that, you know, it, you know, the JFK, JFK thing happened because he was going to, what was it? What was going on? Um, oh, man. He's going to pull out of the, he, he was, what's that? I said there was a lot. I think it was, v- I think probably Vietnam was the biggest thing. He was going to pull out of Vietnam or something. And like, supposedly, you know, the big, uh, the war, big war people were like, uh, no, we make money from war. Uh, Keep that war going. <laughs> but there's so many different theories, you know. There's so many different theories on it. And, uh, you know, I, I love conspiracy theories. But I, I love them until the day and age to where people start believing everything's a, a conspiracy theory. Everything's a red, false flag event. You know, you could be watching a mass shooting. They're like, oh, this is a false flag event. This, that, that. And that. It's like, dude, it's happening right now. How do you know this? The cops aren't even fucking there. Right. How is this a false flag event, you know? But, you know, I was always in the UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, you know, just um, different shit. But, you know, the JFK thing will probably never go away as far as, you know, conspiracy theories that, you know, no way Oswald acted alone, you know. You know, the grassy knoll, you know, this, the, the plume of smoke on the grassy knoll and stuff like that. So, and then the, the magic bullet, you know, the, just happened to appear next to his body, you know, in pristine condition. You know, just, <laughs> just, just so many things. But, uh, yeah, uh, right now, like, as we're recording, uh, we're recording on a Friday before uh, the January 26th. Six hearings. What's today? Twenty first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, baseball. The hearings are this Wednesday, the twenty sixth. And holy shit! Uh, I, I like the name of last week's episode. Dag Gummit. I mean, I'm ready for it. Like I've, you know, I've watched the documentaries. I've, you know, read everything. You know, and now that like people are actually taking the serious people, important people are taking it seriously. And may, and one news station is fucking actually covering it, uh, News Nation or whatever. Nobody's really touching it, you know. But um, yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I can't wait. Yeah, 
I want, I want, I want to see the shit they haven't shown us. That they, you know, you know, Representative Burchett says that he's seen. I, I want to see that. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I have to agree with you with the Kennedy thing. Um, I, there's part of me that is a realist, where I think I really think that Kennedy, the shooting with with Oswald was was perhaps just him, but I also think that there's more that meets the eye from. Uh, as far as like maybe a conspiracy standpoint, like a group of people were involved in that. Um, I also, I have questions about the magic bullet as well. You know, looking at that bullet, knowing the, the apparent trajectory of where that bullet was supposed to go. It just doesn't seem. And then all of a sudden it pops up on the, the fucking, the stretcher or wherever it was. It was like, why? Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, um, definitely, yeah. definitely a lot of questions there. Um, no, I think, uh, trying to think of anything else um i think kennedy really jfk is probably i think the biggest one for me and then i used to always i was a i was a firm believer for many years that um you know the the cia was trying to get castro and then it comes out that all that information is correct you know and all the stuff they did with the with the chicago outfit and the mafia you know eisenhower's uh cia was basically you know hey you do whatever we ask you to do you kill castro and we'll just keep letting you run rampant through chicago um, and they wanted to come up with ideas to, to actually kill him, which included like some kind of exploding cigar or something. And when you hear that stuff, it's like it, it's sort of in this weird space. And you're like, oh, that's bullshit. That can't be real. And then you find out like in, when they release these documents and, and the, the leaks happen, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, what, are they, what were they thinking? Like, why would they, you know, like it's just it's it's really on top of so many other things that have come out since then. But, um, yeah, I would say Kennedy is probably for me the biggest one um, that I would stick on. Do you believe that Elvis is still alive? No, I don't think Elvis is still alive. I don't think Tupac is still alive. Um, oh, yeah, that's another one, yeah. Yeah, I think they're both, I think they both died the way that they said they did. Um, I definitely have a lot of questions about Tupac's murder and also Biggie's murder. Um, I think there's yeah. a, I think there's a, a super vast, you know, Cover up that's happening on that, um, and I think that involves you know like the Las Vegas Police Department and the LAPD and all kinds of other people that were involved in that. Um, that goes all the way up to like the top, um, and there's you know there's evidence to suggest that that's true too, which is is kind of crazy. But um, no, I, I think Elvis is. What do you what do you think? Do you think Elvis and Tupac are dead, or do you think they're uh, they're still alive somewhere in maybe Havana? <laughs> they're on the UFO with Bigfoot. Um... <clears throat> But uh, I was just—I just saw you taking a sip there, so I just want to make it pop. Now <laughs> uh, yeah, they're probably dead. Mm-hmm. Now, if you said Andy Kaufman was still alive, I might buy into that, knowing that you know everything he's done, you know, to uh, keep up with the kayfabe. I'll tell you what, man, Lawler, Lawler talked to me for at least 20 minutes about Andy Kaufman and answered every question I had about him. And, you know, he was, uh, I did, I, I thought it was, I thought it would, it was disrespectful to ask him like, you know, how he felt after he passed and all like that. But I, I, I would not be surprised at any point in my life to find out that Andy Kaufman actually lived longer than what he said, you know? Um, yeah. but I think, uh, I definitely think <laughs> I for sure would not be shocked. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Matt from Dover wants to know, Hey, Meanie, who's the bigger heel? MJF or Dirty Dominic Mysterio? Well, MJF kind of turned babyface, didn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> I think maybe more in a sense is like when he was a heel. 
Yeah, I think Dom just gets more natural heel heat just because, dude, you just put his face on camera and the crowd goes, boo. You know, just, he really does. I look, MJF, fantastic talent, fantastic worker. But like, you know, his heels, his, his heel work is good enough to where it gets him over as a baby face. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he'll come out and people kind of cheer him. You know, because he'll say something, uh, you know, witty or, you know, he's so funny, he's, he's smart, he's fucking talented, he's fucking in fantastic shape. But as far as being a plain old heel, uh, Dominic's the better heel. Because in the back, you know, MJF in the back of your mind, everybody's like, kind of secretly like laughing at the stuff he's saying with Dominic. He's saying stuff to like, Oh, you know, what a jerk off, you know, just, you know, the stuff, you know, leading up to WrestleMania, you know, him getting in his mom's face and the seeing the sister's reaction and, you know, Ray finally having enough as a father and running up and punching his own son in the face, which got a fucking, an enormous nuclear pop. Yeah. Well, that, no, the reason why I got such a nuclear pop was because Dominic was so good at wanting you, wanting you to see him get punched like that. So mm-hmm. I would say Dirty Dom. <laughs> He's fucking great. Uh, and dude, man, it's, it's come, come along so way. I mean, he's been in the business as a kid, you know? Yeah. The dad, Ray Guerrero and, and Ray. But uh, now... Fucking great. Yeah. It's great. And uh, I hope uh, Judgment Day lasts forever, man. They, they, they're, they're, this is a good faction. I, I hope they don't disband them. You know, hope nothing. Uh, hope they don't end it too soon because they, they got a good thing with them. They do. I, I think uh, I think that the faction in general is really it's, it feels like it's been firing on all cylinders. And it feels like the way they're positioning them is a lot like the bloodline. Right, like it's this, it's the same trajectory with that with that faction. Um, I'm all about Dominic Mysterio. I'm I've long felt that he is the best heel in the game, and it's that natural heat that comes from him just existing. Right, like he doesn't even he doesn't have to say a word in the ring, and he gets nuclear no. fucking heat, man. So I think from that aspect, I, I agree. I think Dominic is the is the guy. And he just won the NXT champ, uh, North American Championship, which I think is yeah. is a great thing. Um, and again, this might be you know we may be past and you know listening to this, but um, I think uh, I think that was the right move. And I you know I, honestly, like I hope that Finn Balor wins the uh, the, bill, the big gold two point um, coming up at SummerSlam. Uh, I think that's the right move, and I hope they don't split them up. I, I have that feeling, that weird feeling like that split's coming, but I think it's also like maybe not. You know, like maybe they're swerving us. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, Mark and Dryden wants to know, what are your guys' thoughts on the Adrian Adonis episode of Dark Side of the Ring? Uh, I thought it was probably one of the better episodes of Dark Side. Um, just because nobody really talks about Adrian Adonis and more people should. Mm-hmm. Um. It touched my heart to see how much, how good of a of a fan man he was. You know, you know he might have been this big tough guy on the street, but when he was with his wife and kids, 
he was a sweetheart, you know. Reminds me of a Van Halen song called Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. You know, this you know, this big tough guy, you know, is sweet around his, his wife and kids. And that really tugged at my heartstrings. It also tugged at my heartstrings that there's a photo of him wearing a Philadelphia Eagles shirt, too. So, uh, but I learned a lot about him, too. I did, you know, you know, you knew he was from New York. But he not, not, I didn't know he was from like Buffalo. I didn't know he was rolling around with connected guys and stuff like that. But there was also that mystery around how he died. There's mm. so much, there's, there's so much, you know, uh, to borrow a phrase from Conrad Thompson, rumor and innuendo about how he died. You know, the, you know, I had heard that like, you know, they hit a moose and he fucking went through the front. Of, I, I heard he went through the windshield and all this, that, and the other thing. And uh, forgive me, I, I can't think of the name of the twins that were riding with him. Uh, um, Mike and Pat Kelly. Seeing the brother talk about his brother fucking... Ooh, I'm almost getting welled up now. Uh, talking about, you know, his brother and missing his brother. And just seems like a guy you just want to fucking hug. You know, just... Probably a big bruiser guy, but just to see a guy like that, you know, well up talking about, you know, his brother in that moment, just want to reach out and give that guy a fucking hug and buy him a beer. You know, just to me, that was like one of the best fucking episodes of Dark Side. You know, people go, oh, they only talk about the bad stuff. But, you know, here's Dark Side, you know, showing how good of a man he was and, you know, uh, have Brad on there singing his praises too because I, I was a huge Adrian Adonis fucking fan. You know, um, I was having this thought the other night too is I don't know why Manny Fernandez came up tonight mm. or, or last night. I was uh, talking about somebody, Manny Fernandez came up. Talk about two of the best short term tag teams in the business. In the NWA, it was Manny Fernandez recruit. When they won the NWA tag belts, mm-hmm. but in WWE, one of the best tag teams that they had that was only short run was Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch. Mm-hmm. They talk about two like polar opposites. You know, you got a redneck and a and a city guy. You know, Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch and you know the boy from New York City with Andrew Adrian Adonis. Two, but they worked well, so well together, and. uh I was kind of pissed that they won the tag belts at first because I was, dude, when Rocky Johnson and Tony Ellis won the tag belts, I fucking cried. Like, that was the first time, like, the first match I had ever seen on, you know, TV was, you know, Fuji, Fuji Saito versus uh, Martel Gurria, and that was a title switch. So to see this on, uh, and this, the match went, like, almost the entire length of the, the show that morning. And just being on the edge of my seat and crying. And then all of a sudden, you know, Adrian Donis, Dick Murdoch seemed to win the belts almost like a couple of weeks later, which threw me for a fucking loop. But uh, looking back now, there are such a, there's, it, it's weird to the wrestlers who, you know, uh, I appreciate more. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm into the business, you know, Bob Orton, when I was a kid, I hated Bob Orton because I, I was supposed to. As a fan, I was right. supposed to hate him because he was. Cool. And you go watch Bob Borton work, and you're like, "Oh, he was so good." 
Adrian and us, you watch him work and you go, oh man, he's so good. And uh, not too many people, uh, you know, more people should be singing his praises, you know, and uh, if you're an aspiring wrestler, aspiring big man too, because he can move for a big guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, the heartbreaking thing is, you know, he got a little bit out of shape with the AWA and, you know, went and fucking got back in shape and starting to, you know, come back around and work Japan and, you know, become Adrian of old. Kind of like the Candido story. Yeah. You know, Candido, uh, you know, got his shit together and was like the Candido of old. Like Lance Storm said, he was, he was like Smoky Mountain Chris all over again. And then just, just to have something like that, you know, with Chris with the broken ankle and the blood clot, but, you know, just a, you know, a, a, a car wreck like that in Canada, just fucking take out a guy like that who was on his way to, you know, redeeming himself, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, the, the Adrian Adonis episode was probably one of my favorite episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. It was probably one of the most well done episodes because I learned so. I, you know, they're, I, they've had plenty of good episodes, but then just to learn shit I never knew. When Adrian Adonis was awesome, and to see his family and his, you know, just to hear how great of a family man was, and easily one of my favorite episodes. Mini, yes, sir. Cannonballs, cannonballs. This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs; it's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty, Meanie, by going to manscaped.com right now and using promo code MINDMEANIE for 20% off, plus free shipping. And Meanie, I got to tell you, uh, you know, you use some of them uh, generic store brand razors to uh, uh, trim Little John on the East Side Boys. And uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get some nicks, you're gonna get some cuts, and you're gonna get some scrapes. And I gotta tell you, man, using the Manscaped products, the Performance Package 4.0 has helped my confidence. Not only uh, looking at myself in the mirror, but also with Mrs. Goober, if you know what I'm talking about. The uh, Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have even built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade. To reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower has a 7,000 RPM motor, meaning, I don't know if you know all this, but it also has a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock so you don't get any uncomfortable buzzing in your luggage. And it gives you the ability to turn off the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave if you're like me in the shower at 4.30. Did I mention, meaning, that this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach pool or shower this razor will devour even the strongest pubes let me tell you something sir uh, it is summertime and i like to go in the pool and speaking of cannonballs i like to moisturize my cannonballs with the crop preserver ball deodorant after uh, i put on a comfortable pair of the manscaped boxers these are the most comfortable boxer shorts i have ever worn in my life and i love them I'm wearing them right now. No shit. I legitimately am wearing them, and they are so comfortable. They're soft. They're breathable. They give me extra room for little John of the East Side Boys. And you'll get a set of Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag inside of the Performance Package 4.0 as a free gift. Uh, now, wearing sandals with some nasty toenails 
uh, is nasty during the summer months. Looks like you're going to jump into the water and catch trout. Uh, the good news is that uh, they added in something new, the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming set, uh, which includes stainless steel nail, nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. And as a treat, you should add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towelette specifically for your beach balls, meaning it's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. So go ahead right now, Meanie. Where can they go right now? Go to manscaped.com and save 20% when you use our coupon code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. Manscaped, the perfect way to get your patty sizzling hot this summer. And we want to thank them, as always, for sponsoring the program. I haven't had a chance to watch it. It's on my uh, to-do list, that and the Chris Candido episode. Um, I'm a big fan of Dark Side of the Ring, and I'm looking forward to checking it out. But I've heard nothing but, you know, outside of, of yours as well, nothing but positive things about the Adonis episode. Um, I remember yeah. one, of the first, one of the first matches I remember watching when I was a kid was uh, we watched WrestleMania three, And uh, it was Adrian Adonis. I'm going to the Google right now. To find out who he was against. Oh, who the fuck was it? Oh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And Brutus Beefcake cut his hair off. It was the hair versus hair match. Yeah. And I remember that yeah. was like, I remember watching him and being like, oh, this guy's, they're both really great, you know? And, and, um, that was, I think, when my fandom of Piper started. And then also, like, you know, Adrian Adonis was there, but I, I don't think he was with the company much longer after that. Um, so I think, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind at the time. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out and, uh, and giving you my feedback and my analysis. Mark and Dryd also wants to know, hey, guys, what are your thoughts on this statement from dear old Uncle Dave Meltzer? Uh, he commented <laughs> and said, I quote, I thought that was the best American tag team match ever on television, which is referring to FTR versus Juice Robinson and Jay White. I didn't see the match, so I can't can't quote on it. But I'll say this: uh, Dave, just start things off with, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Can you just say, in my opinion, that was the best match? And blah 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 blah. Saying it the way he does is stating it as as if it's a fact. And then people go and go, oh well, then that must be a fact. He's He's an older gentleman. He's been around a while. He's seen a lot of things. He, that must be the truth. But if he would just say, in my opinion, that would, then you can't argue it because the guy said it's his opinion. Now, I'm sure the match, everybody in that match is fucking super fucking talented. Love FTR. I love everybody in that, everybody in that match is fucking top notch. I didn't see the match, so I can't qualify. I can't fucking comment on it. I'll, I have it on the DVR. I'll go back and watch it. But just to state it as fact, the first opinion is the only problem I have with that statement. You know, say, so in my opinion, that was probably the best match on TV ever. Well, there's been a lot of matches on fucking TV, Dave. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm trying to say this way. I'm trying not to discount the guys because. Could have been. I, I just haven't seen it, but you know, I don't. I don't know. Just please, for the record, Dave, state it as an opinion, not a fact. 
Yeah, I uh, listen. It's uh, I think that's my biggest problem with Dave in general. You know, like I like all of these things are subjective. You know, my opinion about a tag team match could be different than Meanies. It could be different than Dave's. It could be different than Lucha's. Like it, it, you know, or Mark and Dryden. Like we all have different things that we enjoy about wrestling. We all have different uh, opinions on things, and and that's what makes it fun. Um, but I think people too, and again, I'm, I don't know Dave. I've never met him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, I don't know much about him other than his, you know, seven star Tokyo ratings, but like, I, I don't think Dave should be viewed as somebody who is taken at fact level. You know, I mean, all of his writings and things are all opinion pieces. It's just, it's op-eds, right? Um, and the star ratings are subjective too. Like, okay, great. You liked Omega and Okada. Somebody may not have. Other people may not have enjoyed it as much. It's okay to have a disagreement and have discourse about it. But, um, no, I agree with that. I think, um, I think it's subjective. And I think that, um, you know, FTR is great. I love FTR. Um, Jay White, I'm just really starting to get to know. I'm not real familiar with Juice Robinson. Um, I'm sure the match was a banger. Uh, but it's, you know, is it the best on TV? Well, who's to say? I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Veterans with Benefits podcast wants to know if you meet someone from back home, I guess as a Philadelphia native, that's a Dallas Cowboys fan. Are they automatically a heel in your eyes? Hashtag go birds. Yeah. Uh, you live in Philadelphia. Born, raised. Or leave at least on the fucking outskirts, you know. Yeah, you know, like I would say, uh, Philadelphia owns from owns New Jersey from Trenton down. Trenton up belongs to New York. Um, yeah. What the fuck's your problem? <laughs> show me on the dial where the man bad 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 man hurt you, and I just fucking holy shit! Like I can go. It, I can go to a fucking Eagles game right here. You live in Philly. You're nowhere near fucking Dallas. Forget the fact that, you know, you're a Philadelphian. So everybody who hates the Eagles, it's just assumes every Philadelphian is like that. So you're getting lumped in with Eagles fans no matter what. So, um, yeah, I don't get it. I don't look unless you live in a city where there's no pro sports teams. Like, you know, uh, well, now Vegas has a fucking team, but, yeah. you know, back in the day, you know, Vegas didn't have a team. So a lot of people latched on to the California teams, you know, whether it's the Raiders or the Rams or more Raiders than anything. But now that the Raiders are there, you know, it's like, all right. But you're in a city where that has its own fucking home team. There were the first word in the fucking team's name is Philadelphia. Right. You're from Philadelphia. Your tax is pretty much probably paid for that stadium as well. So the fact that you, and so where's your fucking civic fucking pride? Right. Right. You know, imagine if you're in high school and you start rooting for the fucking opposing team. I would think the people from your high school would beat your fucking ass. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I went to Atlantic City High School and our fucking. One of our main rivals was Holy Spirit High School. Now, if I'm at, if I'm in the gym in Atlantic City High School, 
and they're playing Holy Spirit. I go, go Holy Spirit. People are going to turn around and fucking fuck me up. Yeah. I don't, it's fucking stupid. Oh, my dad, like, well, fuck him too. Yeah. I don't know. But the, there's no. no reason. There's no I'm a big fan of the star. You're going to see fucking stars. Yeah. Especially in Philly, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Like, um, I, man, I, there's no reason for anyone to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. No reason no. whatsoever. They are. Danny, no. what are they? Tell them what it, what, it, what, it, what it is when you watch a Cowboys game. This is a drizzling shit. Every time, yeah. every day, forever yes. and ever until the end of time. Fuck the Cowboys. But to That's be, child abuse. You know, if it somebody is. lets your head roof for the Cowboys, fucking child abuse. It is, and you should be investigated. And also, too, the fact that you are a Cowboys fan in Philadelphia yeah. or the surrounding counties, because it's really all one big section of Philadelphia. You should be ashamed yeah. of yourself. You should be cast you should be chopped out on a on a piece of ice and set adrift. That's how I feel. <laughs> I can see ya. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> nice little shove with the foot. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Out you go into the middle of the fucking Atlantic because fucking you have betrayed yourself and your family. You have sullied your family's name and you deserved uh, to float in the ocean. So, uh, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, it could have been super, super easy. You could have been a fucking, you know, an Eagles fan or really anybody else, I feel like, would be acceptable except for the Cowboys. Um, you know, I mean, have fun, you know, have fun with Dak Prescott dropping the ball. Every thirty seconds, yeah. yeah it's fine. You see, you seen uh, where Dak said he's not going to throw more than ten interceptions this year. I was like, dude, you're going to throw five in the first fucking game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. It, Jack Dak Prescott's the fucking worst man. He just, you just look at him and he's, he's just like he's like Carlton from Fresh Prince. It's like, <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Dak Prescott likes mayonnaise. I don't know. <laughs> He definitely eats Hunt's ketchup. That's for sure. There's no chance yeah. he eats Heinz. Yeah. <laughs> He's the shit, dude. He called- Dak Prescott says catsup. <laughs> Dak Prescott wears socks and sliders. He definitely fucking wears pajama. He wears Cookie Monster pajama pants to fucking Arlington Cemetery. That's Dak Prescott. <laughs> That's the shit he does, man. That's him and that other guy that I actually yeah. met. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, no, fuck the Cowboys. Forever and ever until the end of time. Uh, friend of the show, RJ Krasinski, wants to know, what's up, RJ? What's going on, dude? What up, RJ? Good to hear you. Is there such a thing as too much wrestling? No. Well, you can have a lot of wrestling, but in small doses. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like three hours of Raw is fucking brutal. Yeah. But if you had three different WWE shows, it'd be all right, you know? Yeah. No, dude, every Saturday morning, I'd watch more. I'd watch more than three hours of wrestling every Saturday, but it was broken up into sections. I had WWE, All Star Wrestling. I mean, sorry, WWF, All Star Wrestling. Then I had WWF Championship Wrestling. Then I had NWA Worldwide Wrestling. And then I would have AWA Wrestling. And then, like I said, I would channel surf. Then I found Bill Watts UWF. 
And then uh, Pacific Pro Wrestling from Hawaii. And, dude, I lived in Atlantic City where we got New York channels. We got Philly and New York. So I would watch championship wrestling and all-star wrestling on the Philly channels, and I'd rewatch them on the New York channels, mm. which is kind of cool because, you know, uh, Howard Frinkel would do those voiceovers. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an event coming up at Poughkeepsie, you know. But then you would hear, uh, hear them on the Philly stations. We're coming to the Ag <laughs> Hall, you know. You know, I, I would watch a lot of wrestling, but it was a lot of just sectioned off into different shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Making somebody watch a three-hour show is fucking brutal. Yeah. If it's an hour and a half is perfect. You know, Memphis had the right formula. Yeah. They would do, have Saturday morning, 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. But, uh, no, there's not too much wrestling. There's... Isn't too much wrestling. It's just got to be broken up. Yeah, I agree. You know, shuffle around a little bit. Yeah, you know, Philly. We had the challenge. We had Channel Forty Eight here in Philly that fucking had wrestling five nights a week, six nights a week. Now they do uh, ECW. They would have NWA Wildside. They'd have an hour in Memphis, and uh, I forget the other promotions. But yeah, there's no such thing as too much wrestling. Just too much. You got to do them in small doses. I agree. Like a gummy. Yep. You know. Or a, or a roll when you have heartburn. Lucha um, yeah. <laughs> Lechozo wants to know. Uh, Pod Squad member Lucha Lechozo wants to know. Lucha. Lucha. Would you like to make a bet on the Eagles versus the New York Jets? If I if Eagles win, I pay double my Patreon rate. Which, by the way, you can go and sign up right now. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meaning. Um, October 15th, they play. Philadelphia, the New York Jets have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in a regular season game. Now, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, they got Aaron Rodgers now. Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave the Packers because they weren't giving him any new weapons. And he goes to the Jets and gets the old weapons he had at Green Bay. Dummy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I got I got a couple weeks to sit on that one. I mean, what do I, what do I fucking put in? Yeah. I mean, he, he says he's, he'll pay double his Patreon. What the fuck do I have to do? Yeah. Why don't you think about Lucha? Think That's about it. that and get back to us. He, he left that part out. <laughs> <laughs> what does Meany have to do? He's going to be the, he's going to be the, I can't blindly just say yes mm-hmm. when I don't know what yeah, the other, I'm not a gambler anyway. I don't know. I don't like what, are, what are the stakes, sir? We need to know what the stakes are. Yeah. I still owe my friend a case of yingling from when the fucking Blackhawks beat the fucking Flyers in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I was supposed to say case, case of yingling to fucking Chicago. I was like, ah, how am I fucking mailing? No, I'm gonna take, gonna travel out there. I still owe Bob Kelly a fucking case of Guinness for some reason. It's been at least two years. I got to get out to him. Uh, Carlo Carlson, friend of the show, wants to know. I'll take another crack at this hashtag Ask Meanie. This is for both Blue and Goob. Um, if Mind of the Meanie actually did become a buddy cop TV show, how would you cast Mrs. Meanie, Mrs. Goober, and the chief of police? Oh, jeez. Hmm. I don't know. Don't know. That's a good question. I don't want to cast, cast you know, you're, you're asking me to cast my wife. And that's, that's like 
poison, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. there's no right fucking answer. Nuh-uh. You know? I think if we can answer this... You t- I look like who? Yeah. Who did you say it was again? Tell me. Adam, who did yeah, you yeah. say I was on the show? Oh, wow. I, don't want to do I look nothing like her. <laughs> Not that Mrs. Bean talks like that. Mm-hmm. Now, Corey... Right. Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, that, that, that's stamp, stepping on a fucking landmine right there, asking that fucking question. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Goober will turn into Vince McMahon. You said what? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got yes. a puke. Uh, now, I would say uh, the chief of police. Oh, hmm. yeah, we could do that. That one, yeah. Maybe Johnny Knoxville. I would love fucking uh, Al Bundy. Mm. Fucking uh, at- yeah. All right now. <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise, a bologna sandwich peg. <laughs> Ed O'Neill is the bumbling. That's as far as my Albany goes. I was good. It was good. Oh, I would. All right, peg. I would say, yeah, I would say Knoxville would be a fun choice, but I think Ed O'Neill is is the right one. Um, that would be yeah. where I would go. Carlos got another question here. Oh, he's got one for me today. Oh, thank you. Um, I got one more question for Adam. What exactly does it mean to quote, go touch grass? <laughs> um, what does it mean to go touch grass? Um, what it means is to stop taking things so fucking seriously online. Like Twitter is not a real place, right? Like our social medias are an avatar of, of, of what exists in the real world. And, and it's a, it's a figment of people's imaginations. It's cultivated to make people view you as something, right? It's the best qualities of yourself or sometimes the worst qualities of yourself, right? Um, I think go touch grass and, and, and friend of the show, Cameron Hawkins really kind of popularized, uh, this phrase. So he would be the one to, to bring on and talk about it. But I think, um, I think really it just means like stop being so serious about everything, right? Every time there's discourse or discussions about WWE or AEW on, on Twitter or social media, it turns into this like super tribalistic, like really difficult, uh, thing. And everybody gets so serious and so fucking angry at each other. And it's just like, go outside, man. There's an entire beautiful, large world outside to go and look at and enjoy. And instead you're spending time screaming at, you know, no default photo, you know, Super bad six nine six nine four twenty because he thinks that you know Kenny Omega is a better champion than Roman Reigns and it's just like guys this is not it's not that deep like it's just and I think that's yeah. that's really the uh, the epitome of what it means to go touch grass but it's also my favorite response to people when they start popping off online so it's like really just I don't engage with trolls online either I mean he and I are very much the same way like I know sell pretty much everything and uh, yeah. it's just that's where we go. It really is. Like, I don't, I don't have time to do this shit. I don't care if you agree with me or not. This is my Twitter feed. You're here by your own choice. You can leave if you want to. I block. I, I really don't care. It, it makes no difference in my life whatsoever. So. If somebody walked up to your house and started yelling in your window, you would close the window. (laughs) (laughs) And pull down the shades. It's the same thing. You know, I made that mistake in the early days of. It wasn't social media then, but just the internet with message boards and stuff like that. People trolling and it's like, oh, why did I waste? Why did I give them that much time of my life? Yeah. That I'll never get back. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd be on fucking on AOL from or whatever internet service from fucking 
10 a.m. 10 in the morning to fucking midnight just arguing with fucking people and you go out and your whole fucking mood's ruined for the fucking day because you're thinking about that one asshole that said one thing to you. I got and this wasn't was before cell phones, so you had to run home to a computer, log in, type in, go to your bookmarks, and go here. You just fucking go, okay, Twitter, yep. and there it is. Dude, I wasted so much time arguing with fucking people who mean nothing to me. Honest to God, dude, I had that happen to me because this past week. Their whole purpose online, and that sounds cruel to say, but their sole purpose online is to try to make me angry, like trolls, yeah. and make me angry. It, it, so, it happened to me this week with someone that I knew, I don't know, 20-some years ago. Somebody that I used to hang out with in high school. You know, like my yeah. uh, my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page is my own page and like my Instagram and stuff. And <clears throat> um, I tend to share a lot about myself, you know, because it's my space. Like I, that's where I write my things and I, and I get my emotions out. And like, you know, like it's just that's the way that my mind operates and it, and it, it works for me, right? So – I've been, you know, not to get too personal, but I've been in in this, you know, self exploration period of my life, and and you know, going through different things with you know therapy and stuff like that. And I and I I wrote something that was really personal to a younger version of myself, and I used a photo right. that I you know thought was, you know, it was kind of silly, like from back in the day. I was probably wasted in Pittsburgh, to be honest with you. I don't remember where it was, but but I remember like looking at it and being like, oh my god, this is the perfect representation of me at that age. And I was really personal, really deep. And I'm not going to repeat what the person said, but like he fucking trolled me on this on this post on my Facebook page. And I'm sitting there and for a minute I was like, you know, I'm going to fucking pop off at this guy, right? Because who the fuck is this guy? And it's my ego, right? My ego gets hit right for a second. But then I literally, I, honest to God, I swear to God, in my head I heard you go, no, sell it. No, sell it. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And I literally, it like reshaped and refocused what I was thinking. It was like, why am I wasting so much time and energy and anger and effort on a person who genuinely does means less than zero to me, right? And mm -hmm. I just deleted the comment and I blocked him. I blocked him on all the socials and I was I moved on. And I was like, that was a really, really nice feeling. It was a really like freeing feeling to not feel like I had to respond to somebody uh, in that way. And yeah. that's kind of how I'm going to approach everything from now on. It's like, I don't, you don't owe anybody anything. I don't know owe anybody anything. You know, it, it, you're not going to get the you're not going to get the response you're looking for out of me going forward. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, that was a good. Sit there, just sit there and fucking wait and be miserable by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm you're not going to get it. go find somebody else to fuck with because you're not going to get it from me. Um, nope. Let's see what else we have. We only a couple more questions here. Uh, our friend of the show, R.J. Krasinski, wants to know if the U.S. military created a bomb. That when it would explode would be a meanie fart. What would be the name of it? what would what would uh, the name of it be? And when it blows up, what would happen? Uh, shit. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> shit. Yeah, probably yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. The uh, well, probably the fucking uh, the blue streak. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> The blue light special. There you go. <laughs> called the blue light special because once it, once it takes over your senses, um, it's game over. Yep. You know, uh, what was the question? Yeah, what he wants to do? know. He what, was, what, what would it do? Yeah. What would, what would happen? Oh, yeah. Just fucking, you would not be able to think or uh, form 
complete sentences, and uh, everything every sentence would end with a question mark. <laughs> it's a neurological mind fog. What happens is it gets it seeps yeah. into your nose, and it takes away the ability to process up here. That's what happens. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it farts at a concert and okay. shuts it down. The guy forgot the words. Yeah. Please yeah. stop farting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please stop farting. Mission accomplished. You know, <laughs> I can't not picture this man's face on just like, please stop. And I had I had to stay fucking I had to stay deadpan like just like this. Dude. I was unleashing the worst farts of my life and I'm just standing there like this. <laughs> so good. Dude, it's so good. So fun. You, you gotta do the one cheek sneak where you pull the butt cheek out and they just goes. Yep. <laughs> trying, yeah. to, trying to call the dog. You're like, you know, get that nice. Yeah, it sounds like a ball throw a box of good at plenty. Swampy. Swampy good and plenties. Oh, God. Bad as the swampy pajama pants at Arlington. Uh, Juice Dependence Day, our friend Primetime Grape wants to know with our final question of the day, if either of you, I got to read this like a movie, like a movie trailer. If either of you ever in a world, uh, if either of you ever had a vacuum cleaner break, and you absolutely had no other way to eliminate pesky dust from a surface. Would you strongly consider chugging a seltzer and channeling the most demonic belch to blow away that filth? Uh, yep, sure would. Fucking mission, you know, sound like, sound like a fucking challenge. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I always think of the movie, uh, What We Did in the Shadows, when they're talking, yeah, arguing about doors. Mm. And vampires. Yeah, it's a fake documentary on vampires in New Zealand. And they're having a flat meeting amongst vampires, and they're talking about chores, the one guy goes, uh, well, I I dragged the body down the hall and I, I noticed there was no dust. So I, I kind of swept the hallway. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that would be my excuse for like, you know, burping or farting away dust. Yeah. Which, you know, I always say, you know, I'm getting a little older. So pretty soon they'll be saying I'm farting dust. So <laughs> if you start farting dust, I would be like, oh, my God, it's brilliant. It's come full circle. I love it. Uh, it would be blue. Yeah. If it was any color, though, as we know, it would be blue dust. See how we tied it back there yes. to the gimmick, sir. Thank you all so much for these questions. Uh, we enjoy them. Yeah. You know, I can speak for Minnie for this as well. We enjoy these questions from you every single week. Gives us a, uh, a chance to talk about pretty much anything like we did today. And uh, we love yeah. it so much. Please continue to tweet us your questions. Send them on threads. Comment on our Instagram. Send them to, we, to us via Carrier Pigeon. We will answer them on the show using the hashtag Ask Nini. And I'm Nini. I want to thank you for being a part of this program each and every week. And I want people to know who are listening to this where they can find you, sir, and keep up with Blue on social media. If you'd like to follow Blue Mini on all forms of social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now threads at Blue Mini BWO. If you'd like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you'd like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie 
or use coupon code MIND and save 10% at colinalbarbarian.com. MadcatBeerCare.com. Go get yourself some of the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm and uh, get some shampoo there while you're there, too, at MadcatBeerCare.com. Shout out to my boy, Josh Thornton. Who uh, takes all the proceeds and takes care of uh, takes care of the uh, local feral cats in this neighborhood? He rounds them up, takes them to the vet, and uh, releases them back feeling better than ever. So, MadcatBeerCare.com. Figure Collections Bone Crushing Series variants one of the Blue Mini are available now. All Series one, uh, all Series one can be ordered right now at Shop. Collections. Dot com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. Get yourself some blue meanies. If you would like the blue meanie to appear on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Register your podcast and uh, hit me up. Get you on your show. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade Custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. Follow Jim on all forms of social media to see him make these wonderful shoes at GOI Kicks. That's all forms of social media at GOI Kicks. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, let's go over there. Go over there. Maybe, you know, as for a video, let's make somebody's day a little bit brighter over there at cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, 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 <laughs> can't say that. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Oh, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on all forms of social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and threads. You can find me there at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. So go ahead and follow me there and say hello. Go ahead and check out foundationradio.net. It's my second show as well on the Premier Podcast Network, which you can find both of these programs, plus a lot of other cool shit here. So check me out there. Lots of great conversations happening now. Lots of great content in the archive, foundationradio.net. Go to brothersgatter.com and pick up your very first officially licensed Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy. Uh, there's only 25 in existence, and they're almost sold out, which is fucking amazing. So thank you to everyone who's bought one. Pick one up now, and you can also pick up your very own Blue Meanie, Wrestle Buddy. And as well, friends, two-pack, two-pack, two-pack. You can get your very own favorite podcast hosts here together in one place. Go to brothersgatter.com now. Pick one up. Uh, the Feinberg Method, go to thefeinbergmethod.com and use promo code Goober. Save up to 20% off your entire purchase, not just physical well-being, but also mental health as well. Uh, Brad Feinberg, the trainer to the stars, go there to Feinberg Method. Dot com. I want to rep my friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop, uh, Lawrenceville, on the outskirts of beautiful, sunny downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, go to 10thwardbarbershop.com. Ask for Kane or Jordan and tell them Goober sent you. Go check them out today. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and troubled youth, go to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Sign up today, become a part of the pod squad, watch the show early and ad free. You get to see our beautiful smiling faces every week as we record here. Don't want to also want to thank our sponsors at Manscaped and everyone else who sponsored the show that you heard during the program. Meanie, I want to thank you and the pod squad for being here today for another full episode of Ask Meanie. Don't forget, friends. 
leave us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Go out in the street when you're at Wawa. Yell at someone in the world. Say, hey, go listen to Mind of the Meaning, goddammit, and leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. We appreciate you listening every week. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. Uh, the meaning. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue, 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 blue,